The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano. It's Saturday, the 28th day of September 2019, and this is The Week That Was. So this morning, I was driving through a McDonald's drive through for coffee uh, when the bottle of Roundup that I had in my seat fell and began to leak. I quickly went to grab it, straining my back. And because of that, I didn't pull out or pull forward, which caused a huge truck behind me to blast an extraordinary loud horn, which I had on my military earplugs, and they really didn't help. Uh, Caused me to gasp, suck in the talcum powder I was wearing, which caused me to spill my coffee on my lap, which made me jump up and tear my hernia mesh patch. How much do I get for all that? Someone call that guy who says he makes them pay because I think I hit the jackpot. I'll make them pay. (laughs) It's a joke, folks. I don't have a herniated mesh patch. I didn't spill my coffee. Military earplugs I don't have. (sighs) And I don't use Roundup. But those are all the th- those are all the things that everybody advertises. I mean, that would make sense for a you know you need a you need a guy that can help you out. Oh, but that would be the jackpot. It would hot coffee on my lap, military earplugs that didn't yeah, work, thousands of dollars, round millions. up million millions of dollars. You would overnight. I tried to make that happen. I I should make that happen. I should just get. I could put that whole scenario. Watch somebody do it now. I've always thought to myself, if you could get someone who would, like, you know, calmly roll into you as you're crossing the street, and you could, like, sue them for hitting you on the street, you could get a ton of dollars from them. Just make sure that it's somebody who's, you know, well off. Yeah. I know. know. Minor scrapes and bruises equals major dollars and cents, you know? And he'll make them pay. That's right. I, uh, Alexa, play Sinatra at 3 a.m. Someone hates you right now. <laughs> okay. Someone left the room I'm at this point. I'm feeling pugnacious today. Precocious. So what happened in history on this day? 1930. On this date, in 1930, Lou Gehrig's errorless streak ended. Wow. At 885 consecutive games. That's, 885 that's consecutive That's stupid when you think about it. He went 885 games. First of all, to play 885 games. Yeah. But secondly, to go to not commit an error in 885 that's, games. That's stupid good. You think? I wonder if that's when he started getting uh, started feeling getting sick. But not sure. That's interesting. 1955 on this date. The first color TV broadcast of the World Series took place. Wow. The first color TV broadcast. Yanks and the Dodgers. Ah. That's when the Dodgers were, by the way, Brooklyn. Yeah. So it was an all-New York final. Absolutely. You would play at what? Probably Yankee Stadium and then Ebbets Field? 
Probably was it Ebbetsfield? I think it would have been Ebbetsfield. In Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. God, I that that was like a dream of mine. If I could like go back in time and do one sports thing, go to Ebbetsfield. And to cover that World Series. Oh my goodness. Jackie Robinson and and I believe DiMaggio probably would have still been with the Yankees. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, Yogi Berra was probably there. I mean, that was, you know, those were those were the days. Yeah. Unbelievable baseball days. And in 1956, RCA Records on this date reported that Elvis Presley in 1956 sold over 10 million records. Can you believe that back then? 10 million records. And those were records. Records. Now we throw around like 10 million like it's nothing, but 10 million records? It's a lot. It's a lot of... uh... A lot of plastic. A lot of vinyl. Would have been, no, no. Oh, vinyl. Vinyl. They vinyl? used to call them vinyl. I think. I don't know. I remember my grandfather had those. Had those. Um, what the needles? No, no, no. Um, those big thirty-three records that were like thick. They're real thick. And he's he had. We have. Uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of that guy's name. The opera singer back then. Caruso, Enrico Caruso. I've got some of those albums that he has. That's amazing. They're, they're, is like, it like for a Victrola? Yes, it, yes, it, yes. We have a Victrola. My family does. Do you really? We do. Well, I'll bring them over. We'll listen to Caruso. My brother would love that. Archie Griffin, by the way, is the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And, and I believe maybe the last ever two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And as successful as Archie Griffith was on the field, life after football has been uh, even more successful. He is retired now, sort of, but served in many capacities at Ohio State for years after his retirement from professional football. And today at 9 o'clock, I'm excited about this. We are going to speak live with Archie Griffin, an extended interview, not a soundbite interview. I don't like doing those. We're going to actually sit and talk with Archie Griffin about his life, how college football has changed, the future of the NCAA, all of this stuff at 9 o'clock, Ohio State legend Archie Griffin. And another legend in the legislature is Kirk Schering, now serving Northeast Ohio as a senator of the 29th District in Ohio. Kirk Schering will be joining us live at 10 to discuss multiple issues happening in Stark County in the state. Uh, between Kirk and Thomas West, they keep me grounded. They uh, explain things both very, very well and, and kind of put me back into perspective. State Senator Kirk Schering, live at 10. Now, everyone keeps telling me that I have to discuss the impeachment hearings going on right now. And I keep saying, this is very similar to when John and I talked about, when John wanted to talk about the Indians a couple weeks ago, and I said, let's wait. Let's wait. Now we've got something to talk about. I keep saying that we can begin to take sides, which the 
the country is doing, taking sides, stir each other up, get each other mad at each other, get get upset, or treat it like we do a baseball season or a baseball game. Relax, sit back, eat a hot dog or two, and just watch the whole thing play out. It's like theater. Watch it play out. I will remind you today of what transpired the last time this happened in 1998-99 and what we need to do as individuals to not be drawn into this right now. Let it go. Let it play out. In between all this, I have some other stories that transpired this week, plus maybe, just maybe, we will see if John and Stephen are smarter than a fifth grader. We may get into that if we have time. We'll also have up-to-date news, sports updates, our trifecta contest, and so much more. Let's get started. The week that was, we'll get going right after this. Oh, it's contest time. The theme of today's trifecta contest is impeachment. Yes. Here are your answers for today. Number one, true. True. Number two, House of Representatives. House of Representatives. And number three, Andrew Johnson. So you have true, House of Representatives, and Andrew Johnson. We have a great prize for you today, too. One pair of tickets to the Factory of Terror, Haunted Schoolhouse, and Haunted Laboratory. <laughs> In Canton and Akron. What sounds scarier to you? The haunted schoolhouse or the haunted laboratory? Ooh. The haunted laboratory definitely sounds like something from a Hitchcock movie. If you say laboratory. Yeah. And if you say it like this, laboratory. But he'd come onto a screen, he'd be like, hello, this is Alfred Hitchcock. No. The haunted laboratory. That sounds like Boris Karloff, though. <laughs> Haunted Laboratory. Bella Lagosi. <laughs> but that's what you win. Look at that. You're not even an hour into the show, and you've already referenced Boris Karloff and Bella Lagosi. I know. That's got to be a record. I know. Hey, do you hear Bernie Sanders came out with his plan for the NFL? No. He did. I didn't hear this. He uh, Under his plan... Any NFL team with 12 or more wins must give at least one of those wins to the New York Jets. I mean, he came he said nobody needs that many wins. So that's his plan. He is um he's putting this through if he were president any team with 12 or more wins must give one win to the Jets. So you know, the Jets I, could go to the playoffs. You know, I really don't have a problem with it because I don't think the Browns are going to win 12 games. So, well, I don't think they were either. But I don't. Yeah. You know, even at the beginning of the year, I didn't think they were going to win 12. Games. I mean, so you know, 
the Browns go ten and six, that could help their playoff standings. Absolutely. So I'm all for it. And if 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 four or five teams win twelve games, the and Jets they, are in the playoffs. Well, that's what I'm saying too. If you put the Jets in the playoffs, that helps somebody out because they're going to be terrible. Well, see, they'll be the worst team in the playoffs. That's Bernie's. That's Bernie's plan for the NFL if he if he is elected. I normally wouldn't like that, but I do today. You do? I think it's funny. It's, yeah. it's comical. It's not comical. It's true. It's funny. Sunday night football, by the way, clobbered the Emmys. I saw that. Aren't you glad? But I hate the Emmys. But it's not just like that it clobbered it. It's also the markets that it clobbered in. I mean, the top two markets that night were Cleveland and Columbus. Yes. Cleveland and Columbus both beat out L.A., like L.A. wasn't on the list until like what, like fourth or fifth? Right. The uh, it was they had a twelve point eight rating and a twenty three share for the Browns Rams game. That's just ridiculous. And the uh, and the Emmys eked out a dismal five point seven rating and a ten share. That represents a thirty two percent drop in viewership. People are sick. Of these, of these self-aggrandizing promotions, where where these entertainers are basically honoring themselves. Well, I think some of it too is the fact that TV isn't like TV anymore. I mean, think Good about point. it. Like, none of the shows like you have to go to Netflix to watch most of them, or Hulu, or Amazon Prime, or you know, I mean, you're going somewhere else for your viewing at this point. So I think the Emmys should be on something else. But yeah. they should put it on like Netflix. No, I'd say put them on uh, uh, something really obscure. Because I mean, think about this: How would you like an event? And the and you know the the ESPYs are kind of getting that way, but. People put on, these entertainers put on shows that basically are pumping themselves up. And and you're wa- and we're watching them. Like, big deal. You know, there used to be a time where the Oscars were a big deal. Because people got up there and there was no agenda. They were there to just get an award and voted by their peers and they'd thank everybody. Now it's like... Everybody's got a message they want to deliver. Everybody's got an agenda they want to deliver. I don't want to hear this stuff. I don't want to hear somebody, like I told you, I went to a uh, Jackson Brown concert at the Civic Center. Civic in in Akron. Not the Civic, the... uh, Civic Theater. Civic Theater. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm there watching this guy play, but between every song... He's got a political message to deliver. And I'm like, you know what? Do your concert and then go deliver a speech out back if you want. But I'm not here to listen to your political agenda. I'm here to listen to Jackson Brown songs. I'm here to get entertained. If you want to deliver a political speech, do it afterwards in the back of the theater, please. And that's the same thing I feel about the Emmys and the Oscars and everything. They all have political agendas now. They all have some kind of agenda, whether it be animals or PETA or 
I suppose the feeling is for many people in that situation, when you have a stage and a viewing audience, why not take that time to, to push not, what you want to? That's not your time. It's not your time. It's like I, I get like this about basketball and football players. Play football. If you want to deliver a political speech afterwards, go do it. But when you're on the field and when you're on the court, people are coming there to watch you play basketball and play football. They're not watching. They're not there to watch you deliver. And be like me coming on here, and I sing occasionally. But how would people like it if I came on here and sang for for three hours? Do I have to answer that? <laughs> you don't have to, but I mean, and, and really thinking that I was good at it, and and entertaining, and and singing, and okay, folks, here's my next number, you know, and then singing here's again. Here's Autumn in New York. With you know, but that would be the same thing. It's like people don't tune in to listen to me sing. I don't go to a singer for comments. I, I I don't know what you want me to. Do. I mean, that's the world I don't we want live you in. Saying, yeah, but I I hate it, and that's why the Emmys and the Oscars aren't doing well anymore. For that simple reason, people would rather tune on tune into a football game that is raw and real than they would. Uh, they, these people are killing themselves with with their agendas instead of just having a show. Am I right, Stephen? I don't know how raw and real the football is anymore, though, because some of the penalties that I saw. Oh, I agree with that. Were I agree with that? Highly it's, questionable. Uh, oh, and guess what? Oh, we'll get into this when we come back. We'll get into. This. I can't. Is wait. there more? Oh gosh, we'll get into this when we come back. We're going to continue with John Bazika right after this. Stay tuned. Okay, we're commercialing you to death this morning to pay for these palatial studios on the 110th floor of the worldwide headquarters of WHBC. I, um, before we get into high school football, John, we yes. were talking about penalties. Guess who is officiating the game tomorrow between the Browns and the Ravens. I don't know. Sean Hockley. Oh. Sean Hockley. Sean Hockley is the guy who came up with the crazy rule or crazy decision when Cleveland played Tampa Bay. I remember this. Baker Mayfield was hit in the head. <laughs> they Waved off. They said there was no penalty because Baker Mayfield was a runner and hadn't begun a slide. So I guess you're allowed to hit helmet to helmet on a quarterback. Not a running back, though, but a quarterback if he is running. And so he's he basically said, he literally said, he's allowed to be hit in the head. And then the NFL came out and said, that's crazy, that was terrible. Sean Hockley's crew has thrown more flags than anyone else. <laughs> they, they are 
absurd in their penalties. Here's here's the deal. Last season, Hockley's crew set an NFL season record for assessing 253 penalties oh my for 2,164 yards. His crew called 25 more penalties than any other crew and 84 more than the NFL's lowest. He, they called 15 penalties in the first half of last week's game, if you remember. In the... Uh, which game was it? Oh, the the game that Brady said, I'm turning this off. Oh, that was them? That was them. That was thurs- last Thursday Which night Which was the game. Jaguars and the Titans. And the Titans. That's the game where Brady tweeted, there's too many penalties, just let us play. I'm turning this off. I can't help it. That was Sean Hockley's crew. 15 penalties in the first half. Oh, That's who's doing the Ravens game. You think this is going to be incredible to watch? It's going to be must-see TV. No, it'll be must-turn-off TV because there will be penalty after penalty after penalty combined with TV timeouts, combined with all the other stuff. This game could... could what time does it start? It starts at 1 tomorrow, but it's, it's 11 a.m. is the pregame. So it, it could be done by 7. And completely out of rhythm, take everybody out of rhythm. I could see Miles Garrett getting hit with two roughing the pass. Oh, easily, easily. Baker Mayfield could get hit in the head, and no one will call it. There'll be pass interference. They'll be holding up the wazoo. I'm just waiting. I'm I'm waiting for the day when it's like someone, like a defender, like sneaks a little like BB gun into their, like, sock, and they pull it out, and they, like, shoot the quarterback in the leg. And they're like, well, they were allowed to shoot him in the leg there. Because, he was running. Because he was running. So it's a it's a legal rule under the purview of the NFL. And then you can't do anything else, though. You can't hit him high. You can't hit him low. Can't he was him. decapitated, but it was okay. <laughs> yes. Under the purview of the NFL, it's a league rule. I, I want to. Let's take a break now. We'll take it a little bit early. And then transition into high school football. How's Whoa. that? Oh, see, we kind of we we just fly by the seat of our pants on this show. I don't I don't know how to handle this. It's uh, it's who have you become? I've become uh, I I I, I don't know. I can't even recognize myself. I don't know who I am. Stay tuned. So should I do barbershop quartet for like three hours? No, I just did a song. I know, and I told you the song about wanting a girl. I want a girl just like the girl who married dear old dad. And as I was saying to you, the premise of that song is rather creepy when you think about it. I don't know. It's an old song. So tell me about high school football, John. Fill me in on the scoop. What's what's going on? Well, what's the, it look like? Uh, the Maslin Tigers are still undefeated. They're 5-0. and uh, They look like they're headed towards... Another 10-0 and season, but they obviously still have to play McKinley Week mm-hmm. 10, which will be their huge test before they get to the playoffs. And McKinley's good. Yeah, they're very good this year. Uh, McKinley beat Hoover last night 50-31, to so pretty convincing win for the Bulldogs. Lemire Garrett continues to get better by the week at running back, um, and their quarterback continues to improve, too. Elijah Wesley was 8-for-12 last night. I think he threw a touchdown, and, and by the week, that's... 
a huge improvement for him. Like week two, I think he threw like four interceptions. So the fact that he's not making mistakes now, plus he's throwing at least a touchdown a game, it's a really nice run pass mix with him because he can also run too. Has McKinley changed the way they their offense and not, everything? Not really. They're I mean, still it's spread. Still, it's still out of the gun and it's still a lot of spread stuff. Okay. Um, I mean they're they're running the ball more basically out of you know, necessity early in the year because I don't know if they're super confident with Wesley, but now that he's gotten comfortable, I think they're going to start not necessarily throwing the ball more often, but putting the ball in his hands more times and going to let him make a little bit more decision-making, um, as they should. You know, mm-hmm. he's only a sophomore, but, you know, it's it's good to get that under your belt during your sophomore year. Jack, Jackson looks for real. Yeah, they beat Lake last night. I was surprised by that. Uh, and beat them pretty handily. It wasn't that I was surprised by them winning. Yeah, I was surprised by the way that they won. Because Lake, after starting 4-0 and and having all the talent that they do this year, I think a lot of people thought they were maybe the class of the Federal League. And they come along last night against Jackson and the Polar Bears with Atkins running the ball in the backfield and Geisinger, who's a sophomore quarterback, who's got a heck of an arm, and Jake Ryan, their wide receiver, he's fantastic on the outside. Plus, I was telling you, um, they changed their defense this year. They're running a a 3-3 stack, and I know that the worry coming into the year was that they wouldn't be able to stop teams because they didn't have a lot of size, but um, their defense has gotten so much better as the year has gone along. They held Drayden Owens last night, who had a near 300-yard week the year before, or the week before, um, to a pretty small night. Like, he wasn't as successful last night, that's for sure. And then they stopped the wing tee last week. So they're mm-hmm. stopping the run. So when they play McKinley later on this year, which is in, what, two weeks here? That's going to be a big game. That yeah. could be for your federal league. So um, I'm excited. I'll be doing that game. I know. They look impressive. Yeah, They're a good football team. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by what they've done so far this year. Yeah. I uh, who else? Northwest lost for the first time. Yeah, they. God, did they have chances to win this game? Uh, they were down forty to twenty three at one point, and then continued to just claw back into the game. They made it forty to thirty seven. Northwest then trailed late in the game by ten. They scored again late. They got the ball back on an onside kick with forty seconds left got all the way down to the Orville 10-yard line, and they threw a pick. Mm. So they could have easily, you know, won the game. And, and there was... Not easily, but well, they could Yeah, have but they could have won. But discussion was, should they have run the ball from the 10-yard line at least one time? Sounds like the Browns. Yeah. No, it was very similar. The play that the kid threw the interception on was actually similar. Like, he was flushed out of the pocket to the right. He threw a ball up into the air. He wears number six. He threw off his back foot. I mean, like, watching the play, I was like, goodness, like... He threw an interception like this is Browns Rams all over again yeah. right in front of our eyes. Um but hey. they're they're gonna be they're gonna be a really tough out this year. So did the state rankings come out? Yeah, yeah. They've kind of been out for a little bit. Um they're in week two in the AP poll. Um I don't care about that. No, Maslin's second Northwest was I just wonder team. about computer points yeah, and all I that mean, stuff. What what we know in terms of that. I Lake's got to be in there. Yeah, I'm going to Joe. I'd say Lake, Jackson. Yeah, right now in Region 1, which is where McKinley and Jackson are, uh, they both would be on the road. 
Um, McKinley would be at Stowe. There would be a six seed, McKinley Wood, and Jackson would be at Brunswick. They'd be the five seed. Okay. So they'd both be in right now if the playoffs started today. Lake would be in. In Division Two. that's Region 5. Maslin would have a home game. They'd be the number one seed. Perry and Lake would both be in. They'd also be five and six in that region. Perry would go to Hoban to open up the playoffs if it started today. Yikes. That would be interesting to watch. Um, Hoover would be on the outside looking in. They're ninth in that region if it started today. This is unofficial, according to Joe Itell, of course. But he's right. He's right. He is. Anybody who thinks he's wrong is crazy. Um, Marlington and Louisville both would be out right now in Division Three. They both need help coming in the rest of the season. Um, Division Four, Northwest remains with a home game. If the playoffs started today, they'd host Ottawa Glandorf if it started today. And I expect them to keep winning. Ottawa Glandorf sounds like something out of uh, Harry Potter. I think it is. Okay. No, uh, none. I, I really, I, I think the big thing with um, high school football this year is that there are you know, you asked me last week in our 75th year, does it seem like things are a little bit more special this year? And I really do think Why? there's... It, it just... Parody? Parody won, and I just think there's a lot of special talent all across the county. Like, every every team has a must-see kid. Mm. You know, and I think in years past, we've had things close to that, but, I mean, you could name any team, and I could tell you the guy that you have to see for them. You know, and, and I don't think in years past that we've had it where it's like, well, if you go see St. Thomas Aquinas, you're going to see Asian Burt this year, and you're going to be wowed by what he does. If you go see Northwest, you're going to see Jordan Mick, and he's going to do crazy things. You know, it's like everybody has a player. Right. And I think because of that, it, one, sets up for parity, and two, it just makes it fun every week because yeah. no matter where you're at, you're going to go and you're going to watch a kid that's going to make special plays. And we must always remember that um, the unsung heroes on those teams because yeah. that's the great thing about football in my mind is the fact that you have special players, but those special players can't do the things that they're doing special without the other ten doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Well, the kid we saw from Orville last night, Mark Hall Parks, he had six touchdowns in the game against Northwest, and obviously that's an amazing effort, but I remember saying during the game, I was looking down at the the notes that we prepared, and he has two guards that are both 290. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, say what you will about a running back. A running back doesn't score six times unless he has a great line in front of him. Absolutely. And... Obviously, the holes were opening up for him, and I want to give Northwest credit. Even though he did what he did, it wasn't the craziest game that that kid's had. I mean, they they contained him for a while. They held him in check for as long as I've seen a team hold him in check, and he just he's a talented player. He made plays. And then I wanted to give credit to Minerva last night, too. For winning. 44 straight losses finally comes to an end. Well, Mark Hunley... Finally gets a win as the head coach there. Their quarterback, Braden Costa, I know he had a big game last night. Um, just all in all, that's so big for that community. It is. I mean, is. I, I know I was getting texts from a lot of my friends down there, and um, so many of them were just so excited about. Did they open up the free uh, soda <laughs> containers all over Minerva? And 
<laughs> Unlock them. They should have. The free Gatorade. <laughs> they should have done that. I know. I they just. I, I, for a program that for so many years, Joe, was so, so good. Yes, to I agree. Falling on hard times like that, it was so tough to watch that. Now that this year, this is their third game now this year where they had held the lead late in the game and they finally closed it out last night. And the fact that they've been in that many games shows, one, that there's obviously progress there under this coach. But, two, probably in a couple years, the program might not necessarily, might not necessarily be back to where it was, but it's going to get back to being a tradition that wins games. Well, the reason, we have a minute, but the reason they didn't win those games early is because you have to get used to winning again. You you get used to losing, and you think the shoe's going to drop. By winning last night, that will help propel them and know we can do this and we can keep doing this. That's probably the biggest thing that happens. Hey, we gotta, we've got to go to uh, break at the top of the hour, but when we come back, we're going to talk live with Archie Griffin. Ohio State legend, two-time Heisman Trophy winner, great man, great role model, retired now. Going to find out what's on his agenda. We're going to talk about many things with Archie Griffin. It's going to be a very interesting interview. Stay tuned for that extended conversation with Archie Griffin coming up. I am so excited about this discussion, and uh, Archie Griffin the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner in history, and I think probably will be the last two-time Heisman Trophy winner uh, in college football. And, but a man who has uh, led a life every bit as successful off the field as his days on the field, a, a role model to so many and, and just a great example of, of uh, a, a great man. And uh, Archie, thank you so much for taking time. I I apologize for being on hold as long as you were, but I thank you so much for being with me today. Well, Joe, it's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, hey, don't worry about being on hold. That's all right with me. <laughs> I appreciate it, Archie. You you what are you doing now? You're retired, a well deserved retirement. Uh, I doubt if you're just sitting back in a rocking chair right now. No, I'm not. Uh, I, I continue to be active. Uh, I'll do uh, stuff for Ohio State. I'll uh, I serve on some boards of directors, Abercrombie and Fitch and Cova Insurance, Ohio Auto Club, and I also uh, have my own uh, charitable uh, organizations and the Archie Griffin Scholarship Fund and uh, the Archie and Benita Griffin uh, Fund with the Columbus Foundation. So, yeah, I keep uh, pretty doggone busy, and I continue to do speaking engagements and whatnot. So, uh, and I, let me add, uh, Joe, I play a, a, a lot of golf. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, I probably shouldn't say it, but I am very proud of it. I had my first hole in one yesterday. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> now, how does that compare with uh, uh, scoring a touchdown? In a <laughs> well, you know, it felt, it, it felt pretty doggone good. I'll be honest with you, and. Uh, uh, I had never had that. I had. I, I've got a buddy that had three of them, and he used to always tease me, say, hey, "You'll never get a hole in one." And uh, so, to get one, I, the first thing I did was uh, when I got home from uh, the Lakes Golf Course, I, I called him, let him know that I had I had a hole in one. So, it, it was a great feeling, actually. That, that is good. <laughs> now, Archie, you and I 
played college football at the same time. You at The Ohio State University, and me with a friend of ours, Wayne Stanley, uh-huh. at your farm team, The Iowa State University. <laughs> and I say that because you took Earl, you took Gene Smith. <laughs> That's right, they both were and, at Iowa State. That's exactly right. And now <laughs> there's all these rumors about someday Matt Campbell going to Ohio State, so please leave him alone and let's stop this. Well, it's not up to me anymore, but uh, <laughs> uh, but you guys obviously uh, have have an outstanding program there, and and uh, some great coaches, and and, and certainly uh, great players uh, there at Iowa State. So, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do in this game. I know, and, I know, I know. Ohio Our- State certainly has been successful in uh, pulling those teams together, and we've got a, a great coach right now, and Ryan Day. Yes. Uh, doing a tremendous job, and I uh, look forward to uh, the game uh, tonight against Nebraska. I think it's going to be a, a real good game. It's good. I think it'll be a, a test for us, uh, certainly on the road, in that atmosphere at Nebraska, because that's a, a tough place to play. Yeah, that atmosphere is, and they, they used to be in the Big 8 when I played at Iowa State, and that was always tough going to Nebraska. That, well, that crowd is amazing. Yeah, it is. And, and, and But one of the things I found about Nebraska is that as fans, uh, they treat you really, really well. Yeah, and I always appreciated that about uh, Nebraska. Do you remember? I've been there as a fan. Do you remember walking through that line of people and how they applaud you and they don't say junk? It's a lot different than going to LSU. That's for sure. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. But that was one of the first game, first games that we played at uh, uh, Nebraska uh, when I was still uh, president of the alumni association and. That's one of the things that I noticed about uh, Nebraska, that they do treat you well. They do. So uh, I always respected that. Now, the first thing I noticed, and we're talking with Archie Griffin, uh, two-time Heisman Trophy winner and just a great man in Ohio State uh, and and a great person. Um, The first thing I noticed, you and I, and, and we look at the 70s and today, the first thing I noticed different is the equipment. And and I was looking at film of you, and it looked like you were carrying two cars on your shoulders. <laughs> That's interesting, Joe, because uh, I noticed that as well. I mean, these yeah. guys now, they look like they're wearing uh, small shoulder pads, and, and I would always wear big thigh pads because I used to take yes. those hits on the thighs all the time. <laughs> guys sometimes don't want to put uh, pads in their thighs now or knees and and that uh, you know, I said that, that's absolutely crazy. I know, I agree. But <laughs> but I notice your shoulder pads, and I look at mine; they were the same. And then we had the jerseys weren't real tight. No, so, they were not. So when you're running down the field, you're hearing this rattling <laughs> as the shoulder pads flip up and down. And then you had those forty pound water helmets. Yep, absolutely. That you didn't get a concussion when you got hit, but yep. when you hit the ground because you your head whipped. No, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, but you know they say this equipment today is uh, uh, more effective and 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 more safe. So uh, obviously technology has uh, been good uh, for the game of football. Yeah, I I can't even imagine how it would have felt wearing some of those things nowadays. Uh, just more streamlined. Archie, I I want to. I don't think there will ever be another two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And and you have to think that there probably it probably isn't going to happen again. Well, you know what, I, Joe, I, I differ with you on that. I I think there will be because 
nowadays, uh, uh, they'll give it to freshmen, uh, they'll give it to sophomores, uh, and I think that uh, someday there's going to be one of those freshmen or sophomore who stays long enough, which you got to stay at least three years, to win it uh, a second time. I mean, I, I think it'll happen. I mean, there have been uh, a few freshmen, uh, a few sophomores anyway, or redshirt freshmen, uh, to win uh, the Heisman. Yeah. And and I, I just think, you know, someday there's going to be somebody <laughs> that will win it a second time. And one of the reasons I believe that, I, I feel like I did it, so I know there's somebody else out there that can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, you know, the fact is that people don't stay long enough. Right, that's true. To get that anymore. And that's, that's going to be one of the things that keeps it from happening. Yeah, but that's why I say, you know, as uh, freshmen and sophomores win it, I mean, they got to stay three years. Yeah. So they'll, they, they, they'll have to stay long enough to, to be able to get a shot at I mean, Tim Tebow... Uh, was a good example uh, of that. Right. I mean, he wanted, I think, as a sophomore, but he stayed uh, all four years, I think. He uh, did. Yeah, and, and I thought he had a real good shot at, at, at winning it. I, I wanted to ask you this. One of the greatest commercials, one of the commercials I love best, uh, are the Heisman House series. <laughs> now, I have to ask you this. I, why, I don't see you in those a lot. Is there I, a reason I, for that? No, not not really. I mean, I, I did uh, uh, one. Uh, it was uh, years ago, and I think maybe the first or second year of the Heisman House, and uh, it was fun. Uh, it was fun because I was doing it with the rest of the uh, the Heisman winners. Uh, I think a lot of it is probably uh, they're going to uh, the younger uh, Heisman winners uh, more than anything, and, yeah. and, and and that's okay. I mean. Uh, I enjoyed doing it when I did it. Uh, it was fun doing it, and uh, I enjoy watching the uh, uh, commercials now because uh, the guys are getting that opportunity to uh, uh, do those things, and they're having fun doing it. Yeah. Now, I, I want to look at at college football today, if I could, and we're talking with Archie Griffin. It is so different than when we played. When when we played, players stayed four or five years. Right. And we had to, though. you got to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. We had to. Uh, people didn't transfer. There wasn't this transfer portal. Guys guys stuck around, you know, and, and you were red-shirted usually. You stuck around. You played. You got a chance. If you stayed long enough, you were going to play. Um, it seemed that there was more loyalty and pride to your school and your team. I, I, I think college athletics have gotten to the point where um, the loyalty isn't to the team as much as it is, and maybe I'm wrong. You've been around it closer than I have, um, but but it feels like, um, especially in basketball and and somewhat in football, that everybody's there just to get to the next level, and there isn't really that pride in the school any longer. You know, uh, Joe, I, I think there's the pride the school, but I think you're absolutely right that everybody's trying to get to that next level. I mean, you know as well as I do that uh, uh, even back in our day, you know, guys still uh, were trying to get uh, to that next level. Yeah. And I think uh, with the dollars that's being played, paid in, in, in football and basketball now, I think it's even more so. I mean, these guys are trying to get uh, to that next level because that's a, a huge payday uh, for them. So, What's happening is they are uh, looking for their best opportunity to get uh, to uh, 
that next level. I mean, for some people, you know, that, that transfer portal uh, might be the right thing. I mean, I mean, uh, look at uh, uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe yes. is an outstanding player, and uh, he had that opportunity there at LSU, and he's setting the world on fire. Uh, right now, so that was a tremendous opportunity uh, for him, and he took full advantage of that. Um, I mean, our quarterback uh, that we have right now uh, uh, came uh, from Georgia through the transfer, mm-hmm. and uh, thank goodness <laughs> we yes. got him uh, because uh, he's doing an outstanding job for us. Uh, but it is about uh, for some of these players getting to the next level. I just hope that as they do that. That they're making sure that they take care of business and getting uh, the education. I, I think they're 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 loyal to the team that they're playing for, and uh, that team just happens to be the team that gives him uh, the best opportunity. Yeah. Now, I'm going to make a statement. I'd like you to 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 just respond to this. Coaching used to be developing and building the chemistry in the team. Now it is only recruiting you know i hope it's both of them i mean i i'd like to believe that that, that it's both of them because it's always been uh, re- recruiting as far as i'm concerned you know my former coach woody hayes uh, he wrote a book back in the 70s called uh, you win with people and mm. uh, what he basically talked about is, is the guys that he got into ohio state were going to help ohio state be champions and so, to me, it talks about uh, recruiting, and he wanted to recruit quality uh, people as, as well. But coaches also need to focus on the development of the young men once they get uh, to the programs. I, I think that should, I mean, Joe, that should never, uh, that should never leave the game in college because you are still growing and you are still learning, and so you still have to be developed. Yeah, but you don't have the time as much anymore to spend with those kids but that but i i agree with you they that still has to happen but it seems like you know especially if i look at college basketball it's even worse you know you got one and done you're bringing guys in okay. you're basically playing them and they're gone so, you, so, so basically what you're talking about is the numbers the yes time that they play uh for the school now, yes that is, that is uh absolutely uh true but again for some of those joe i think it's right uh, and others, uh, I think, should stay around and be developed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you and I played, um, we received $15 a month for laundry. You know what? You guys got that, but in the Big Ten, they didn't allow that. They didn't allow it? No, didn't allow it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a big so deal. <laughs> we did not get laundry money. <laughs> we did not get laundry money. Big Ten didn't allow laundry money. Why? I have no idea, but I used to hear about the other schools getting yeah, we had fifteen dollars a month for laundry money, and and then I made a few bucks. I probably shouldn't admit this, but I made a few bucks scalping my four tickets. And I think a lot of people did that. Okay, so we, I, I I couldn't do it because I'm right from Columbus, and and my family uh, was right here, so I had to. <laughs> you had to use them. <laughs> I remember scalping them for uh, you know, especially giving them to the. Uh, we'd give them to like an equipment manager. And he would, especially for Nebraska games, when Nebraska came in or Oklahoma came in, we made pretty good money on that. But I, I shouldn't admit that. <laughs> but have you thought, have you ever thought about how much money 
you could have made in college, you, Archie Griffin, if you were allowed to be paid for a percentage of your jersey sales or other items with your likeness on it? I I, I, I have thought about it, uh, and uh, and I've thought about it a lot, as a matter of fact, and that's one of the reasons I say that uh, uh, players deserve uh, to get more uh, these days. Yes. Yeah, I really believe that. I mean, I, I do too. Them and uh, you know they've earned that, and uh, they should be able to benefit from it. I I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think as long as the and 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 I'm going to get into this. I'm going to make a, a statement. Uh, the I believe the NCAA has run its course. That it's irrelevant. That it's disingenuous. Uh, when it tries to sell to the public that players are are strictly student athletes, knowing that it's no longer that that the money is too big, the the other things, could conferences do a better job of setting their own rules and defining themselves? And is the NCAA dying? Well, you know, I don't I don't want to say uh, that it's dying, and, and and who knows, it could be. Uh, because you, you, you always need regulations uh, in, in, when you're dealing with uh, uh, the number of universities that are included in uh, the NCAA. Uh, but they do need to modernize or get up to date on, 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 on what's really, really happening. Because any time, in my opinion, and I always preface it with saying my opinion, that you can pay coaches millions and millions of dollars, then you ought to be able to give the athletes that are performing the acts uh, a lot better than what uh, a lot more than what they're getting uh, today. Although they are getting, uh, I'm not saying they're not getting anything, but yeah. they are getting more, uh, certainly more than what we ever uh, dreamed of getting when yes. we played. Yes, uh, but uh, they are getting more. They, they now they get to eat food all day long, and they don't suffer for food at all. Yeah, can you believe that? Yeah, and in the facilities. Uh, that uh, uh, they uh, have at these universities are absolutely uh, phenomenal. But uh, that's not something that the players are going to take with them when they leave those universities either. So. Right. <laughs> I, I think, you know, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a believer with you that any time a jersey is sold or a likeness is sold or anything like that, that, that the, the students, the, the athletes should... Uh, get some percentage of that, even if you put it in a trust. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they, they found a way to do it uh, with the Olympics, so I, I, I find it hard to believe that they can't find a way uh, in college athletics to do that. I agree. What's next for you, Archie? Well, what's next for me is uh, just to uh, continue uh, doing uh, the charitable work uh, that I do. Uh, I'm going to continue to uh, serve on boards and continue to support uh, uh, my university and, and uh, young people, because that's what uh, is important to me. Uh, young people and, and those folks being successful in their endeavors. Amen. And and you have done a great job of being a role model. Uh, you're a terrific example of uh, a, a man who has carried that success from the football field off the football field and been a great example and, a, and a, uh, an ambassador for not only Ohio State, but but for college football and for everything else you've done. And I, 
I thank you, and I, it has been uh, absolute wonderful to talk to you and, and spend time with you, and I wish you the best in your life. Well, Joe, I appreciate that. Thank you, and I've, I've enjoyed our conversation, and uh, good luck to you uh, as well. Thank you. Say hi to Wayne for me, please. Uh, I will. I will. All right. Thanks. Okay. Archie Griffin, take care. All right. Bye-bye. You know, I wanted to the uh, I wanted to talk about this vaping thing. First of all, when did this start? I am so out of the loop. I mean, I've what, heard of vaping. I've heard of vaping. I've heard of it, but they're not vaping tobacco, right? Or they can. Explain this to me. Stephen might have better knowledge of it than I do. Are they vaping tobacco? It's nicotine. It's like a liquid. It's nicotine. Well, and THC depends. So they could do. THC, they could do tobacco, but they I keep hearing this about the oils. So are these all oils? I think the I mean it it's like a viscous liquid. I don't know if it's an oil or not, but you know, although they're blowing it all out of proportion as far as the nicotine ones, about seventy or eighty percent of the problems they're having with this vaping is people that have illegal THC cartridges. No, I've seen X rays of teenagers multiple stories about this. Yeah. Of teenagers' lungs, completely saturated in this oil that they uh, suck in. Yeah, I think it's vitamin E oil. And then it hardens in their lungs, and it scars them. Yeah. And it, it looks like the, the x-rays look like they have cancer yeah. to a certain... Their, their lungs are completely packed yeah. with this dried oil. So how can they... Uh, they, I don't they, think it's the legal stuff is what, you know, they don't know for sure at this point. I quit smoking, vaping, three years ago. You were vaping? Yeah, I quit three years ago. That's how I quit smoking. That's the way I could quit smoking. Right. Was I? Well, I, did you experience, any, were you vaping oil? No, I was vaping whatever this liquid was that. But it was a liquid. Yeah. So I mean, the, it's like a viscous liquid. It's clear. Well, it's kind of amber, but. But it gets in your lungs. Well, yeah, it's like smoking. It's like smoking a cigarette. You get tar and stuff in your lungs. Yeah, that, but but this is faster. That's about the same. I mean, to me, it did. I would rather smoke a cigarette. Even to this day, I'd rather go get. You know, I don't. I haven't smoked in three years. I'd rather have a cigarette. So, well, the, the, with the growing number of vaping-related deaths. The CEO of Juul, who is a vaping company, he resigned. Um, he's he's out. Um, they're they're banning this all over, and it will probably and it's probably for good reason. I mean, if 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 those stories that I have read with the teenagers and saw the X-rays of their lungs, this is ridiculous. It's a uh, it's it's they, this this thing needs to be banned. But you have to realize the lion's share of those cases are the illegal THC pods. Okay, they probably come from who knows where they come from Mexico or whatever. So they're putting the THC in a liquid form. Yeah, and they're vaping it. Yeah, so it's the same as smoking like a, marijuana. A, yeah, you buy a cartridge, I guess, like Juul or something. I never used anything. It's all newfangled. But do you know anything about this, John? Not really. As I said, I've never never done it, never have an interest in doing it. I don't think I've ever seen anybody live doing it. 
I've That's seen the people thing. doing it. You have? I have. I mean, I've seen people, people doing vaping. it all the time, you know, especially in buildings where you're not supposed to smoke. You every once in a while see a little puff of steam. You know? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> well, those are like, uh, I-, I thought those were like those e-cigarettes. That's but is different. It same thing. No. Yeah, it's the same thing. Well, the e-cigarette isn't, isn't. It's the same thing as a vape pen. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, the the vape, you know, like the Juul, I guess it's a cartridge, has the liquid, and when you're done, you throw it away. The e-cigarettes you buy at the store, when you're done with them, you just throw But them they away. have liquid in them, too? Yeah. There's something in there. It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, and I watch that live PD, and they're busting people all the time with just pounds of these THC ones, cartridges. Mm-hmm. Who knows where they come from? You know, because obviously it's illegal, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's a whole nother story. But the, but just the fact that the health reasons and the deaths. But if you're buying a knockoff of anything, you know, who knows what they put in that? That's a good point. So if they're using illegal THC products, who knows how they made them? That's that brings up the whole legalization, all that stuff. Because I heard on the news the other day that said, you know, if you get your THC what oil or whatever it is from the your THC vaping from an actual dispensary, it's fine. I heard that on the news. Now, does Ohio allow vaping now? Have I they have, done away with it? I don't know. Ohio's law is so goofy as far as the marijuana, I have no idea. Well, we've got Kirk Shearing coming up at 10, so I'll, that's one. There's so many things I want to talk to Kirk about, but that's the question I may ask him is where we're going because every day it seems like a state is another state is banning it's just going to push people back to cigarettes and if you're going to smoke you're going to smoke yeah but you know what yeah if you're going to smoke you're going to smoke I have no problem somebody makes a choice to smoke that's their choice yeah um, but all these other things getting and and this is a perfect example of how the push against cigarettes has led to something else that has opened the door to even more problems. Yeah. I mean, if if someone someone has to... This comes down to personal responsibility again. Uh, but vaping, to me, was, okay, this is the safe way to do it. And it's really turned out to be as as dangerous or more dangerous than smoking right well that's what they're thinking now but why all of a sudden there's something all of a sudden that changed it because you know it was three four years ago i was vaping well it takes it takes a while for the results of these things to oh, yeah but these teenagers probably weren't vaping four or five years ago they'd have been in grade school i don't know it depends if they're 18 years old they might have started vaping when they were 14 yeah you know and now they're 18 and now their lungs are trashed yeah uh i i i don't know i i just uh yeah it may push people towards cigarettes but that that's their choice yeah that's their choice I mean, that's just like the, you chose to quit well that's how and that's the only way i could i tried the patches the lozenges the gum none of that stuff works for me yeah none of it because i quit like five times you know yeah but you have quit now yeah and that's good when we come back um i i told you i want to get I have to at least touch on the impeachment thing, and I want to touch on it. Um, to me, I will just give you a hint. I'm glad it is happening because it's been threatened for how many years? 
Let's get it out of the way. Let's do it now, you know, and and get it gone. Uh, I'll give you a lesson from the last time it happened. I'll give you a lesson from the first time it happened. And just kind of some advice on how to get through this whole thing. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. Okay, we have heard the impeachment word ever since President Trump was elected. Let's get it out of the way. Let's stop talking about it. I'm glad it is happening. I'm glad it is finally out of the box. Maybe we can move on either way and get it done. I said this, don't let this divide us as individuals, folks. Everybody has an opinion about the impeachment. Everybody does. Everybody is thinking one way or the other. It doesn't matter. Let the thing play out. I said it's like a baseball season. It's like a baseball game. Sit back. Watch it if you want. Relax. Take a deep breath. Let it play out. Eat a hot dog. Have a beer. Sit back and watch it play out. There have been articles written about arguments in the offices. You know, over the water cooler. People getting in tremendous arguments over it. What difference does the argument make? So you get in a fight with someone about impeachment because you have one opinion, they have another. What does that do to the impeachment hearings? Nothing. They are going to go through the process regardless of how you feel or how the other person feels. So let it pass. Let's not let this divide us even further than we are already divided. Sit back. I'm sure you've watched a game, a baseball game or a football game with someone who's on the opposing side. And you've watched it, and you've maybe jokingly messed with that person or whatever. But you didn't get in a fight over it, usually, unless you're completely off the wall. You just sat and watched it together. Sit and watch it together. Enjoy it. Let it go. It's an important part of our democracy. These things happen. And let me remind you that in the long run, there have been four impeachments. Three of them have been acquittals. Bill Clinton, 1998, uh, charged with high crimes and misdemeanors, lying, uh, different things, obstruction of justice, lying under oath, this and that. Okay? So he was found, he was impeached. People ask, well, he wasn't impeached. Yes, he was impeached. But he was acquitted by the Senate. So they didn't have a two-thirds majority vote to, because that's what it takes. 
the the House of Representatives is the one who impeaches. But then it has to go to a Senate vote where two-thirds majority have to vote to remove him from office. It didn't happen. They failed to convict him on either of them by two-thirds. Andrew Johnson was the first president that was impeached. Andrew Johnson was impeached, and then he was, again, acquitted by the Senate. Now, here's what also happened in 1998 with with Bill Clinton. The 1998 midterm elections, the impeachment was the main issue in the election, the midterm. The Democrats picked up five seats in the House although the Republicans still maintain majority control, but the results were embarrassing for House Speaker Newt Gingrich, who before the election was assured if he went into this impeachment that the Republicans would gain power. They lost five seats. And shortly after that, Gingrich, who was embarrassed and was a leading advocate for impeachment, announced that he would resign from Congress. These things have very seldom, Richard Nixon is the only one, and he resigned. He probably would have been found guilty, and I think was found guilty, and was going to be removed from office, but he resigned. So out of the four that have been impeached, Richard Nixon was the only one who was really found guilty by the Senate. And that's because his, I mean, there was just so much against him. I mean, he actually led a break-in of an office of, a, of the Democratic headquarters. So I see this thing playing out. We'll let it go through. Just like John and I were talking about, let's let the Indian season play out before we really talk about the Indians. Um, The same thing is true with impeachment. Sit back, relax, let it play out, see what happens. Let everybody scream and yell. Let all all the parties use it to their advantage, which they will. You know, the, the, the Democrats will say this, the Republicans will say this, they'll fight back and forth, and at the end you'll have a result. At the After the result, you'll know exactly what's happening. I think the result will be that he likely may be impeached, even though 18 Democrats have come out and said that they're not for it in the House, so maybe they won't it won't even pass in the house but if it does it will likely be he'll likely be acquitted in the senate and we will be done with the impeachment talk and so that'll be out of the way like Mueller is out of the way like everything else is is out of the way um just relax and if it does happen if the senate does impeach him and we'll move on, too. We'll move on. These things just have to play out. And so 
for me to get on here and rant one way or the other, for anyone to get on and rant one way or the other, is ridiculous. I've watched Fox News. I've watched CNN. I've watched MSNBC. I've watched all these people. They're, they're, they're absolutely obsessed with this. And none of them have any idea of what's going to happen. And really, here's the bottom line, they don't control it. They're just observers like you and I. But they want to stir things up. Get people talking. Don't let it divide us as a people any more than we are already divided. Okay? When we come back, how much time we have, Stephen? minute and a half? I'm going to stall. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk with Kirk Shearing. I have so many things I want to talk to Kirk about, and he is also a, a legend in the legislative arena. Uh, but we're going to ask him about, I want to ask him about vaping. Is there a law? Real quick, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time with that. I want to ask him about his feelings on Mercy Medical Center and, and, and uh, Cleveland Clinic. I want to ask him about schools and why they don't have local, can't give local control to the schools. And, and he and I have talked about that off the air, but I want to talk about it. And lastly, I want to talk to him about this uh, Supreme Court ruling uh, against Cleveland's Fannie Lewis law, and I'll explain what that is when we get in this conversation with Kirk. So I have a lot of things I want to talk to Kirk Shearing about. And we'll do that as the week that was continues. Right after news, sports, and more. Stay tuned. 